Hi, I'm Ilona, founder of Revelation, based in Laguna Beach, California, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Revelation. Cue the music! In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the podcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. First off, I want to say thank you to Alona from Revelation for being our guest announcer. If you haven't taken her training, I've been told by so many people now that you need to do that. So look her up on her Instagram. I think she still has classes since it's the early part of the year. You can probably still get on and take one of her classes this year. She also, by the way, has a very stunning product line that you should check out too. She's a great gal. We really love her and she's been a great friend and very supportive of our podcast. And by the way, guys, she's also going to be one of our hosts at Last Cruise, which is only a couple months. So another good reason to come and hang out with us at Last Cruise is so you can meet Ilona. Okay, now what's in today's episode? Well, we recorded back in October, just before LashCon. So you'll hear us talking about LashCon. It's over, guys. Sorry you missed it. If you just heard this, we will be bringing it back soon in September of 2020, and it's going to change its name. We'll tell you about that in a second. But today, our topic is pre-made fans. Are they good? Are they evil? Do they damage lashes? Do they allow people who are less trained to do lashes? What's really going on with pre-made fans? We will be talking about all these things and more in today's episode. Let's now real quickly talk about a few things coming up for us. In fact, we have a lot of things coming up, so let me try to highlight these quickly. Next, Last Cruise, March 27th. It's coming up quick, guys. It's like basically two months away, and we are heading out of here to go to Ensenada, Mexico with like 100 or so plus of our last best friends. It's going to be amazing, and there's still room and still time for you to join us if you want to be part of this event. So go to our link in the bio from our Instagram page or just go to www.lastcruise.com and sign up today. And I get it, guys. It's not cheap. I get it. But, you know, we're paying for a lot of stuff. I mean, this isn't just... Hey, we're getting on a cruise and hanging out. We're going to have a time to get on Saturday with speakers. You'll get a t-shirt. You don't have to buy the t-shirt. We're doing a Top Shelf Beauty, the brand. We also have Candy Rain and Allie from Lash Anarchist are going to be hosting a party or a little Lash fan-making party on Saturday afternoon with you. So bring your tweezers. Um, you're going to have a swag bag. There's going to be lots of stuff, guys. And that's why it's not just $300 to go on a cruise, okay? And so you definitely don't want to miss this. If you've been working hard up to this point through the holidays, now it's time for you to pay out and get something for all that hard work, and why not go away for spring break for a few days with us on a cruise? So that's our last cruise plug. You need to buy your tickets soon by January 25th. Otherwise, you're going to be paying more than what you, uh, our prices currently. Next, we're going to be in Long Beach at ICE or ISSE. We're teaching five classes. There's still room in three of our classes, which have or which are paid. That's on Monday the 27th. So go to the PBA website, the Professional Beauty Association's website. You'll see ICE or ISSE there. Link over and you can sign up and you can come and see and hang out with us and learn how we do lashes. This is different than what you've heard from other places. We really look for longevity. That's really one of our core values is longevity for lashes. So if you want to learn how we do it, it's not hands-on training, but you'll still get the good philosophy. You'll get good examples. You'll see what we do. And then you can go home, practice it and learn it yourself. And then lastly, we also have LashCon tickets on sale. Yeah, I know. What what a shock. LashCon, where did that come from? I know. LashCon for this week only. So if you're 
you're hearing this right now in the week of January, I think it's say is the 13th or 14th. And yeah, it's the 14th. And it ends this Friday, basically Saturday morning. This is your chance to get the lowest price ever for LashCon. And after that, the tickets are going up. And that will be back on sale sometime mid to late February. So you, there'll be a break. And then we're going to get a little bit more organized. And then we're going to launch everything by the end of February. So if you want the best deal possible and you went last year, this is your time. I know a bunch of you, by the way, already did. At LashCon, you said you want to buy tickets. And I have contacted you. And if I haven't, please email me at paul.lashcastpodcast.com. But we've reached out to you and you will because you're at LashCon you're going to even get the best best price possible and then now anyone jumping on board now is going to get the next best um, deal price so don't miss out on this guy's LashCon or the last conference, I should say. We had to change the name for legal reasons. Someone else owns the domain, or not the domain, the trademark. So we now are the last conference. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. Okay, guys, let's move now on to our topic of the day. Pre-made fans, this is something we should be scared of, or should we embrace it like a brand new little puppy that we just love and cherish? So enjoy the show. Hey guys, we're here in the Lashcast Studios, hanging out with Eric and Tusney. How are you guys doing? Good. You were great. You're doing great. We're great. Yes, doing great. Even with Lashcon just around the corner. Ah, all the craziness. Yeah, I know. It is a crazy time, but we're excited to take a break from all that and to sit here and talk all things Lashes. Today, we're going to be talking about, as I did the intro, we're talking about pre-made fans, because that's kind of like a... A big deal right now. A lot of people talking about it, and we thought we'd just jump on the bandwagon and tell you you're all wrong. We we know the truth, and we're going to tell you the way it really is here. And yeah, okay. We're changing minds. We're I maybe one mind at a time. Maybe one one mind, half a mind at a time. How about that? If you had one, if you if I had a dollar for For every every mind mind you didn't have, I'd have one dollar. Okay. What? That's, that's I don't even know it? what that means. I can't follow that. Yeah. If I had one dollar no, <laughs> <laughs> If I had one dollar for every mind you had. No one brain you don't have. Oh, then you have no dollars. I always thought that was a funny joke. Yeah, that's a SpongeBob joke. So yeah. all right, anyhow, before we get into the whole thing about pre-made fans and how everyone's just making a big deal about nothing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm representing my views already, <laughs> but I thought we should talk about what we're thankful for, because mm. we'd like to start our episodes talking about that. Who wants to go first today? I'll go first, because mine's, um, it's not stupid, but it's surfacey. How about we will tell you if we'll it's judge stupid? It. We'll, we'll judge ju- you. Yeah, we'll judge you. Or, you know what, Tuss and I will go home tonight, can you believe what Erica was thankful for? <laughs> Holy crap, what was that? We should bring out the gong. <laughs> I know, okay, all right, so go, go for it. All right, well. You're so shallow. <laughs> I am. It, no, mine's just the weather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I> that, <laughs> knowing you, that's not shallow. That's no, so important. No, knowing it's, how much she loves the yes, coolness. It is very... It improves my quality of life. So all those people that are like, sun, and it makes me happy, and I'm not happy if there's one cloud in the sky, I'm like the opposite. I'm yeah. like, give me all the clouds. It's not even cloudy, but it's cooler, and I'm yeah. just really thankful for that. So all I have Amen. to do to improve your mood is just to draw a cloud on a picture and put it in your room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just sprinkle water over it once in a while. Oh, that would piss me off. <laughs> I think... Yeah, weather easily in California is literally sunny 90% of the time. It mm-hmm. sucks. I mean, I'm like Erica. I, I wish I lived like in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Dream. I would just be so happy there. <laughs> but unfortunately, 
our, this is where our life is, up for now. One day, guys, hey, someone has a good deal for us, maybe we'll consider Seattle. But for now, we live here in L.A. in this hot, sunny world. It's so bad. Like We're, you know, we're all complaining. Complaining about, oh, it's always sunny here. It's like a total first But, but here, problem. here, listen, listen, listen. So all you out there that are like, oh, you it's suck. getting so cold and it's not cold. And you just have to think like... Christmas never feels like Christmas. No. It, like, this, we are, like not having seasons, it doesn't feel like that time of the There's year that's no supposed seasons. to feel like. I no. never feel like breaking out in song in Southern <laughs> California, just singing about the weather and how it's Christmas and it's fall. Never happens. But I think if I lived like in, in Connecticut with the snow, I would just be singing a lot more. And another thing about <laughs> California being um, sunny, it's like very, very, very dry. Yeah, it's incredibly yeah. dry. Everything is brown. Your wrinkles are more wrinkly, much yeah. more wrinkly. <laughs> yeah. I look eighty-five here, but when I go like you know back east, I'm like a young man again. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right, as I get older, I'm planning. We're moving out there eventually, so I'm so vain. All right, but anyway, that wasn't bad. I actually am, I concur with you. I agree. It's been so wonderful to wake up and to see. Actually, last week was cloudy almost every day. It was yeah. so cool. So and for all the people coming for LashCon, it'll still be like warm for yes. them. So yeah, we're don't two, worry. It's today was like 85 or 84 yeah. degrees out, and then two weeks it may be. Two degrees cooler. Hopefully, it's not raining. We can't promise that. We sometimes get a little rain in the fall. It doesn't rain until like January, January, usually. 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 But sometimes we'll get a few storms here and there. Anyhow. All right. So that's cool. That's a great (laughs) one. I approve of that. I will not make fun of you later tonight. Thanks. Tustin, how about you? Well, mine is is kind of a repeat from last week, but it's different. Well, last week we weren't here. Well, the last time I was thankful. Okay. La- the last wow. recorded the last thankful. Recorded okay, you haven't been thankful since our last recording? No, I've been very thankful. I've been okay. so thankful. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I am thankful for really fast lunches, and I found a really fast lunch oh. that's like been sustaining me for the past two weeks. When yep. you said that, I thought I like just got a picture of you like scarfing your food down. <laughs> I've <laughs> learned to I, inhale <laughs> food without shovel, actually sw- you know, you know, chewing. Scoop it up and then inhale. No. Okay. So uh, hummus. Okay. So mm. hummus and a bag of vegetables. Like It's really broccoli, good. Yes. It's and carrots. Very, and carrots. And, and I just grabbed one of those from Trader Joe's. And, and some McDonald's fries in there too. Yes. No, no fries. No, no fries. And That's it vegetables is, though. It's potatoes. Yeah, but it's like one of those things that you can even overeat with. And, and not feel guilty. And not feel guilty. Yes. So, yeah. You like the no preparation lunches. It is no, no preparation. prep lunches. Yes. I'm feeling the I'm hummus. actually thankful for that too. Wow, two things I'm thankful for today I didn't think about. (laughs) Well, I did also see, because I went to buy hummus today, and I thought, oh, this is so easy. I just love it. Um, I did find something very special in the hummus section at Trader Joe's. More hummus. Yes, but it's chocolate hummus. Ew. No, 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 no. Is it for fruit? No, it's it's like a dessert hummus. Okay, so. No. I know it sounds really disgusting, but. Did you try it? No, I haven't tried it, but I did watch uh, uh, a food blogger person try these new dessert flavored hummuses and so what she did she says well by itself it tastes you can taste it does have a little bean taste but what she did was on each hummus there was like a snickerdoodle one there was a carrot cake hummus and a Mm -hmm. chocolate one she put it on a like the chocolate one she put on a chocolate cupcake Mm. Uh, one she put the snickerdoodle one she put on a chocolate uh, on a regular pretzel mm. and so what she did was she tried it with that and she said oh my gosh it tastes exactly the same you can't taste you can't taste that bean flavor so it's a great little cheat 
So anybody who is trying to eat healthier, you can cheat with dessert hummus. But I haven't tried it yet, so I'm not giving my full endorsement. All right. And that sounds absolutely horrible, and I will not be trying it. Right. Just giving you my two cents on that one. All right, so what am I most interested in? I think or thankful for, not interested in. Those are two totally different things. <laughs> so, well, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for anime, oh, and especially yeah. Attack on Titan right now. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, guys, if you don't listen, watch anime, uh, you're missing, I think, some of the best TV that you could ever watch. I, you know, We don't watch a lot of TV, maybe four hours a night, but... I have to say it, it is a unique art form. It is different than our animation. Yeah. What is conveyed and, and, and the emotions that can be conveyed through Japanese anime is something amazing. And, I mean, we literally watched something two nights ago and cried at the end of the episode. Like just like wow. it was powerful. It might have been the most powerful half hour of TV I've ever seen. I, it was amazing. Attack on Titan. It, yes, it looks like it's a bunch of naked people eating um, small little people. That's not what the story is about. There's a lot going on. It's a rich, Like eating rich like story. a monster. Like, like these thing. giant, they're giants. Like an ogre kind of thing. Yeah, eating. they're giants. Yeah, ogres and like up in Nor- Norway, whatever, eating people. And it's extremely entertaining. It's amazing stuff. And it was... Um, Three seasons were done, and they're about to enter into their fourth season next year. And we're about done with season three, which we're totally sad. Well, it's just kind of a tradition that we have. Yeah, we watch with our kids. Our kids are grown up. So That's really cool. They are big anime fans, and we've become anime fans. Not of all animes, because there's just some really stupid ones out there. But just like American TV, there's a lot of dumb TV. But we've become fans. So it's something, if you are just looking to start. By the way, if you watch Titan, it's all downhill after that. So you won't see, other than maybe Full Metal Jacket, a, no, full, a full male no alchemist. There's no other shows right at that level. Like it's like going to watch Seinfeld and thinking all sitcoms are that good, and you go, <laughs> oh, they're not. So right. anyhow, all right. So let's get into pre-maids because this is right now. I see a lot of talk, and our buddy Jamie, he also did a podcast on it. We want to give a shout out. If you're not following Jamie and his podcast at Last Base, you should go and check it out. He is doing some great work over there, and we're excited to see him join the podcast world. And so for us, it's our turn, our turn to chime in and talk about what we think about pre-maids. Are they the God-given gifts or are they straight from hell? Okay, so let's get into the weeds a little bit. One of the things I recently read uh, had some interesting comments about pre-made fans and, and, and brought up some important objections. But I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch. And, and by the way, I've seen, I watch a lot of, Instagram to my own demise sometimes, but there is a whole mixed bag. There are people that are like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. And then there's people that really do think that this is the worst thing ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty dividing. Yeah. And I think for us, we, we have a very different, I don't think we have a different view. I, 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 I think for us, we're not scared by it as I think yeah. a lot of people. I think that's exactly right. I think that um, when I see the reasons, which we'll get into of why people are, you know, afraid of this is really, it's just fear, mm-hmm. yeah. the fear of the unknown. And I, I don't really know why, cause it's not like it's been around long enough to prove these things, yeah. these fears that people have. But I think really that's what it comes down to. And well, let's get into this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Let me, I was going to share, yeah. well, just let me share some of the thoughts, okay. what people have, and then you guys can respond and say, well, that's not quite right. So okay. I think right now, um, some people just think it's so new. We don't know 
what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know, are the lashes going to last? Are they going to damage? Uh, so with all those unknowns, people are like, they're not ready to jump on board and say, yes, this is good. By the way, this same thing happened when volume came around. Everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know if this is really good because it looks like it could be damaging, right? When volume first came out, everyone was afraid of damaging. And then what happened after that? Mega volume. Oh, now that's damaging. Like everyone's like, that for sure is damaging. (laughs) So I think we're kind of in that same loop, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of like any new thing in any industry. Like um, I remember reading about when the sewing machine was first made. It was in France or something like that. They came and destroyed the machine, all the tailors. In the, this town, destroyed them. And my the great machi- grandfather did that. Yeah, oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was one of the anti um, sewing machiners. Sewing machiners, uh-huh. yeah. Because they were afraid that they were going to put all the tailors out of business, right? And I, you know, similar what happened. You know, when the car was invented. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go put away the horse and buggy. Poor buggy industry just totally cannibalized by the <laughs> auto industry. What a bunch of bastards! Right, right. Or what about the uh, self-driving car? Or not even self-driving, just what about, you know, Uber and yeah. Lyft? Oh, yeah, all all right. the taxi drivers, you know, out there yelling in the streets, screaming, bloody murder. You know, I'm using my British references now. <laughs> um, to bring back the t- Jamie. But, yeah, it was just really people don't like change. And we, we saw that even as salon owners. We would yeah. sh- make changes in the company, and everyone was like, ah, we don't want change. Can't we just Change is hard. Change the same hard. thing for a while. And if, if you don't adapt... You you lose mm-hmm. yep. you lose out and that's really what's going to happen. What's happening? Yeah, it's changes well, here. Well, I think people are afraid that uh, the pre-made fans could could damage our industry and also possibly damage lashes. So let's think about that for a second. Um, but just saying something is bad and banning it without you know further exploring it is not is not super helpful because. First of all, I think people are will always misuse something. There will always mm-hmm. be, you know, when the car came out, there's going to be car accidents. Car accidents are very bad, right? Should we ban cars? Yeah. Well, and there, so to use that example, there were still people getting injured from riding horses. So mm-hmm. people are still, quote unquote, damaging lashes, doing classic and volume and mega volume. That's mm-hmm. always going to be around. It doesn't matter if they're, pre-made fans if they're using pre-made fans it depends on the artist good point it's more about the technique as we always say it's always about the technique it's not the actual product that we are most concerned Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. we're more concerned about who is actually using that product Mm -hmm. and how they've been trained and what skill levels they have and what they bring and how much do they invest in that learning growing and challenging themselves or are they just kind of coasting and do the bare minimum don't care and of course then the work is bad and then they don't grow themselves and they damage Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually kind of one of the other points why, why some people are against pre-made fans is because if you don't have proper volume training and you are attempting to use a pre-made fan, something bad might potentially happen. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, again, the only way you're going to learn anything is by doing. And I think we, like I've said this before, we way overthink our industry. Mm-hmm. We way elevate ourselves to a level where we come off or think we are doctors. We are beauty professionals who provide a wonderful service that makes women feel amazing and feel empowered. But at the end of the day, we're applying plastic to people's lashes. 
Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. This is not somehow some... And we're not killing people with this either. We're not doing... Irre- re- um, Irreparable? <laughs> yes, thank you. That word. Type of damage to people's lashes. That they'll never recover from this lash appointment. They will forever be scarred. Or changed. Or, or changed. Yeah. It, it's like it'll all come back. The hair will grow back. And it's not that big of a deal. So let's just calm down. It's okay to draw outside the lines. It's okay to experiment. Try something new. See how it works. See if it lasts. See if it provides a service that you would like to keep doing. And if it doesn't work, then stop doing it. A lot of people tried mega volume and backed off. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know what? That wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Then don't do mega volume. Right. Same thing with this. It's just because someone else is doing it and we don't know what they could do, it's not going to kill people. We will not see an article in New York Times a month from now 80 people slain by pre made fans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Death on the streets, mayhem, Borbaletta being sued. You know, it doesn't matter. Actually, I don't think they have pre maids. But anyhow, whoever it is that does pre maids, yeah. um, I know we'll do a plug for one of our sponsors, Lash Lost Artistry, who's going to be one of our people that has a booth. They actually have pre maids and they do it a lot. And so does Lash Base. It's not, it's not a big deal. So I think that the fear with people not being certified and in volume and then trying to use pre-mades, we're, we were talking about this earlier and I was saying it doesn't matter because even if you are certified, it doesn't mean you're good at it. It doesn't mean you retained anything no. from your two-day course. It doesn't mean that you're using the right practices. And so I think that it's just sort of like to say that as like a blanket statement of like, well, oh my gosh, like people who aren't certified in volume are going to use these pre-mades and they're going to damage everybody. Well, people who are certified in volume are out there damaging lashes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It exists. That's right. And is it very fair to say because you haven't been trained in volume, therefore you can't use it? You know, it, that's... No, it's yeah. ridiculous. And I think the problem is, is that people... We like to control our surroundings and we like to control things. And I think there's just a need, like the last police pop out and they just want to keep things under control. And they don't realize, let the market decide. People will go out and they will try something and it won't work for some, it'll work great for others. And then some people get to charge more, some won't, whatever it is. You don't have to worry about those. But the biggest thing, worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, be concerned about what you are learning, what you're applying, what you're doing, because truth is, you could be 10 times certified and be the worst lash stylist in your town because just sitting in the room for eight hours or 16 hours over two days doesn't make you a better lash stylist. It's what you do with that learning that makes you a better lash stylist. And we see that all the time. Right. Let's take this analogy and, and be a little creative with it. Let's say somebody made a new makeup product like a blush and the blush is not in a cream. It's not in a powder. It's in a paintbrush form. And somebody comes out and says, oh, no, you shouldn't use that paintbrush, you know, blush because you haven't had training in it and you don't know what it can do. We just don't know. I mean, how would you answer that? I would laugh. (laughs) Right? It's a blush, right? I roll my eyes and walk away. I mean, you can kind of figure out a ghost on the cheeks and you can blend it, right? Right. So let's talk about pre-made plans and how they differ from a... a Bromade? Yeah, yeah, because some people are still maybe this is new. Because mm-hmm. now we've been using pre-made for two years. I know some people. Wait, I thought Integrity was classic only. Yes, Tusney at the core is classic. But over the last two years, actually, since we started the podcast, she started on the side experimenting. 
It actually started when I first took my first volume training class. Then I began to uh, experiment. Experiment. Yeah, with just it. try and see what works, what doesn't mm-hmm. work. It takes a while to learn because just because you learn about it in a class, it, you you have no practical experience on on how it wears. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the pitfalls? What angles are good angles? What what are the things that will cause the client to feel it? What are the best ways to apply it? So that's kind of what I've been doing for the past two years. It's yeah. Just, and so Lava was experimental. For the first year, I think she wasn't showing anyone, just trying a client here and there, not all clients. And only in the last six months, I think, really did you start really doing, um, using pre-mates a lot more extensively, a lot more clients, and really seeing the returns of that and, the, and how clients have been loving it, and while still maintaining kind of our core of how we do longevity, right? Mm-hmm. The type of bond we do. We won't go mm-hmm. into here, but we do it definitely still, even with, with the volume pre-mates. So let's talk about pre-mates. Pre-made fans themselves, so just we're on the same page. Maybe, Erica, you want to tell people what is a pre-made fan versus a pro-made fan versus just a regular volume fan. Okay. So a pro-made fan, we'll start, start there since that, yeah. that's what came first, is you know just the, the volume that we've seen up until really recently where we're using like a boot tweezer or a specific volume tweezer to make a little fan handmade. What diameter of lash are we starting with? Basically anything below a 0.12. Mm-hmm. So 0.03, yeah. 0.05, 0.07. Maybe point ten. I don't mm-hmm. think. You I don't can. think. You I don't can. see point ten. I, I see seven, a three to seven. Maybe yeah. yeah. It's kind of range. So using those really a lot smaller dimensions, making these fans with your hands, usually while the appointment is happening. Well, mm-hmm. that's what. The, but pro made is where you make it ahead of time and you save them. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. So yeah. I was talking about just volume. Yeah, volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pro made is when you do this ahead of time, mm-hmm. and you can use like the crystallizing method, and your. I always think of drugs when I hear that for I some know. reason. I like, do too. Oh, like all well, right, because I think of crystal meth. Like, yeah, that's, just where that's my like mind all goes. right, crystal meth and crystallizing <laughs> tonight. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> for those of us who aren't familiar, crystallizing is just dabbing a little bit of adhesive at the end to bind those three or four fibers together so, so that they it, stay. It retains in oh, a fan. Don't be telling the secrets now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I gave it away for free. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, that's a pro-made one. So that's a pro-made. A pro- you make it ahead of time and yeah. store them. And, and you then, store them. And there's people coming with fun ways. I think Lux Uncut had some cool ideas oh, where, she Lana, yeah, Lana. where she creates these little things. And I think you put the sponge tape on the bottom or something like that. I forget. It's Those the microfoam tape. Microfoam yeah. tape, yeah. And then because you put it in the little container that closes and it like locks. And yep. then the tape, like you can turn the container upside down and the, the little pro-maids don't go anywhere. It's you know, like cool. a pill container. Think about like a pill yeah. container that you would get with the different little um, yeah. So sections or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then finally now, pre-made. What is it? Or what's a pre-made? It sounds like pro-made to me. It does, but it's not. So a pre-made <laughs> is made, it's, it's heat bonded together and they come in like a little lash tray on a little strip and they're made you from know, the manufacturer. From the manufacturer. They're but, not just, but there is two others. There's heat bonded. And then there's actually ones that come with glue that they're actually slide bit of glue or they're pre-made with glue. Yeah. And I think the ones that you get, or did you say yours are heat or they There's glue? a little bit of adhesive yeah. there. Yeah. And it could be, but the point. And then the third one I was going to say real quick. I'm it's like threaded you. or whatever. It's actually, they just put where it's already together mm-hmm. and then you pop it off. From what I understand, and it's yeah. it's but it's very loose. Like if you're careful, so, it'll fall apart. Yeah, right. there are some lashes 
that have a fine diameter, uh, sometimes they're called camellia lashes or cloud lashes, where they have a little bit of adhesive. It's a very gummy kind of adhesive in the lashes so that when you grab your tweezer, your boot tweezer, they stick together already. Right. So they're just they're not actually bonded or glued. They're just kind of placed together. Yeah. And the, for those, at least from what I understand, you probably still need to be pretty volume trained to do in that order to technique. Pick them yeah. Up. yeah. But the ones that we're seeing or that we're talking about yeah. here are the ones that are like the heat bonded with yeah. that yeah. Are, have a lot thinner of a base. Super yes. thin base. And not to be confused with clusters by any right. means. Yes. Or there are some, there are a lot. In fact, people, are, I forget where I saw this. I think we were talking to Cheryl for the Untamed Artistry. Shout out for Cheryl. Woot woot. <laughs> uh, she was talking about how there's this a lot. People were saying, oh, there's a lot of bad clusters. Or not clusters. Um, they do pre-mades. look like clusters. Some of them do. They mm-hmm. have a very large foot. Yeah. They have been commercially made from like a strip lash material where each little cluster is been cut off and you can always tell because it has a very very large base they look uh, and behave very similar to the the ardell and uh the other kind of strip lashes that you can buy cluster lashes i mm-hmm. mean at the at the drugstore the kind that we all learned to put on with latex adhesive glue in beauty school right so that's that's not what we're talking about although some people do use those a- in a lash application and that's not what we're talking about but generally the pre-made fl- uh, cluster or the pre-made fan has three or more or more prongs to it just like a cus- custom made one mm-hmm. and there's there's ones that are better than others some like Erica said some have a, a, a stronger a thicker base of glue at the bottom and Personally, I don't like to work with those as much because that foot is really large. And what is the most important thing that we need to do as lash artists? We need to isolate, right? Make sure that it's not touching any other hair. Uh, oh, hair? gosh, I didn't know that. You didn't. Where have you been? <laughs> I only, every other post, isolate, isolate. <laughs> I'm like, it's one thing we talk about. This is why we know our industry is kind of, it's basic, guys, what we do. When your most profound idea is isolation, right. I'm sorry, that's not profound. That's just basic common sense, right? Yeah, so, yeah. anyhow, I'm uh, not, off my... We're not my, saying these things to demean people. No, I just saying ourselves. this... It's just not, don't take it so seriously Set that you... self-aware, guys. Let's just know what we're doing. It's okay. It's okay if it's so Simple. It doesn't yeah. have to be. We don't have to overcomplicate our industry. That's all I'm saying. Um, we'll do an episode on that. I want to do an episode about how we overcomplicate this industry way too much. But right. we'll talk about that another time. Right, Keep going. Right, right, right. Um, so one of the things that we we do as lash artists is that we create a customized look for each eye. That does not mean that you're guaranteeing that you're customizing each individual hair. You can still use. I mean. You can still use a pre-made fan or a, a lash of one fiber or a different diameter to, to create that customization. You don't, it doesn't, just because a, a fiber is, is, there's three parts to it, doesn't mean that you're not creating a customized look. It's just a different fiber, which has different properties to it. It doesn't mean that it's not, not good for the client, right? One thing that I think is important, no matter what, that we do when we're doing any kind of volume, one of the things that we're supposed to do as lash artists is to protect the integrity of our client's lashes, which means not overloading it, not doing anything that could cause that lash to prematurely pull out, fall out. So one of the things that we try not to do is put something that's too heavy or too long on it. But there's one thing that I want to talk about, and and it's just a little encouragement. A lot of us do not take in to consideration one specific factor that I think that we should open our eyes to. We tend to say if the hair is short 
or if it is is very, very fine, I'm talking like a 0.05. When a client's lashes are very, very fine and very, very short, we we need to protect that, right? So lots of times people will say, do not put anything over a, a 0.15 on that, right? Because it's t- the theory is that it's too thick. Just because- I've seen the drawings where they showed a little happy lash and then they put a 20 on and it's not happy. Right. It's right. a sad or too lash. Long, right? Or, yeah, too, or long. too long, right? Or too long. So you know, I'm just. Yeah. If, I know. <laughs> if the hair. It's their cute little drawings. Yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> if the hair is too uh, heavy, you know, it, it, will f- it will fall. It will go into the client's. Uh, eyesight, eyesight, line of vision, line, line of vision. Thank you. And, and blind and, them. Yeah. So, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to pull that follicle out. The factor uh, that you need to look at if that lash is going to pull it out, be pulled out prematurely, is how strong those follicles are. So, one of the things that I used to train the staff about was durability is are those follicles durable do the follicle are they shallow do they have shallow roots or are they durable what do you mean by shallow root meaning that it is like your shallow thankfulness oh my gosh (laughs) no you you take your tweezer you grab the hair and without any movement that hair just falls right out of the follicle Mm -hmm. i'm not talking that the lash is ready to shed you go and you pick another one and it just comes right out of the follicle okay like like we used to call them dandelion lashes like you you could blow on them and And they they just just all float in the wind away okay (laughs) now when the hair is ready to shed when it's done being in the resting stage the telogen stage it will just automatically shed usually that hair is pretty long Mm -hmm. because it's grown and it's rested and it's done and it's ready to shed so just to clarify Mm -hmm. those are two different things that's right okay so the adult hair the telogen hair is long and you Mm -hmm. can tell like you can it falls out you see the entire hair you see the root with almost like the bulb on Mm -hmm. it and then these shallow in the root dandelion lashes are they can be any length and they just disappear once your tweezer yes. touches it. They can be any length, but generally they are not longer than a millimeter. They are right. quite, quite, and they're usually of a certain ethnic, uh, usually um, Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, say white male? Uh, no. <laughs> no, your lashes are perfect because you've got a lot of tes- testosterone, mm-hmm. and that's what makes lashes mm-hmm. so amazing. Really? So, testosterone? Yes. Yeah. So we should just have, like, testosterone shots for nope, people. Nope, because no. then we'd start growing little hairs on our chinny-chin-chins. <laughs> let's talk about the aggressive. Nobody wants that. Aggression. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, there's always a downside to every upside, so if you want better lashes, and get some facial hair. I'm going to take us back to beauty school. Okay. I'm just going to ignore you right now. Um, let's go back to beauty school for a second, and let's remember doodle, the... Doodle, doodle, doodle. <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah. Let's remember the different kinds of hairs that there are. So there's a terminal hair. The hair is on our head. Eyebrows are considered... I have none of those. You do not have much on your head. No. Nope. Um, there is... Proud eyebrow. of that. <laughs> Sorry. Edit this out, Paul. <laughs> You've got eyebrow hairs. You you know, there's also pubic hair, right? It's also considered a terminal I have hair. Lot, never mind. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Back in beauty school, right? Okay, sorry. You're just antsy because we're nerding out. I know. I'm like, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. You should leave this in so Pub- people okay. cannot yeah. experience yeah. what we experience. <laughs> Okay, oh, so gosh. terminal hair, the, the quality of a terminal hair means that it usually retains its pigment for life. 
It has got a cortex and a medulla to it. If you remember the the diagram of the hair, there's the cuticle, the cortex, and the medulla, right? Um, Then there's the opposite of a terminal hair, which is called a vellus hair, right? A vellus hair is the opposite. It does not grow very long. It's only like a millimeter. It's peach fuzz. Yes, peach fuzz. It's like baby hair, the kind that grows on your lip before you're 50, right? (laughs) After you turn 50, then it becomes like a whisker, (laughs) A whisker. <laughs> yeah. But, um, whiskers. Yeah, whiskers. You know, so um, the peach fuzz, it, it, it never really grows long. You don't ever have to cut it. Uh, it doesn't, you can't feel, even if you shaved it, you don't feel that hair growing back in because there's no cortex to it. So you don't feel it. Okay, that's, that's a vellus hair. Well, Asians tend to have the most keratin in their hair, and the hair on their head is is the strongest. It is so sharp that it can actually pierce the skin. And especially like if you do buzz cuts or you ever worked in a salon, it, it can be quite painful when those little stubs of hair get in your shirt so you Yikes. can get into the delicate tissue and actually pierce the skin like wow. a needle. Oh, man. And then it enters in your blood system and kills you. No, sometimes like... Murdered by <laughs> Asian hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but the opposite is true on uh, the eyelashes on some... Uh, not everybody, but some Asian... Um, People have very, very, very fine eyelashes and very, very little body hair. Uh, so you, it's almost, it's like peach fuzz. You, you, if you shaved it, you wouldn't feel it. You could even rub it off. And that's oftentimes what happens um, sometimes with the, with the eyelashes. You will know if somebody has uh, this very shallow root is if you just go and you, 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 you take your tweezer and you grab each hair and you just wiggle it a little bit and if it just comes right out. And you also look and the lashes are not very dense. Nothing over the entire lash line is longer than a millimeter. Usually these gals crave boldness and they actually want more. You know which kind. No matter what, these are the kind that just anything pulls out on them. Mm-hmm. Those kind of people have a very shallow root. Then there's others that the, the lash is very fine, but they can reach different heights, some that are longer than a millimeter, and you've, you, you can see them in all different states of growth, and you can test them and you can tug on them, and those follicles are strong. So even though the fiber itself, the diameter is fine, 0.05 diameter, it still has a strong base and it can handle something longer. So sometimes I have heard trainers say, if a baby lash is growing out, do not put an extension on it because they're observing with their eyes and they're seeing that that baby lash that's just emerging, that's in the antigen state, is finer than the rest of it around. But those, I don't want you to be fooled. That is a very strong hair. If you look at the the surrounding hair next to that baby lash, that's just a picture of where that baby lash is going to be in, in two months. Mm-hmm. So I've always said, do those baby lashes, but don't put anything longer than a 0.6 on it. It's mm-hmm. going to grow. So what I'm saying is you have to be discerning in your judgment. Just because it is a fine diameter doesn't mean that it is not strong-rooted and that it can't hold something stronger than that. Right. I'm really glad you talked about that because that seems to be like the biggest concern with these pre-maids, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they, they're all, they're almost looking at it like it's, these pre-maids are one size fits all. They're just yeah. making really heavy, dense pre-maids, but that's not true. They're mm-hmm. making 0.03 and, you know, like yeah. a three dimension, you know, up same to variety like that a you 12 get, dimension. Yeah, same variety that you get with, yeah. uh, 
regular, regular lashes. volume. Yeah, volume yeah. lashes, yeah. So the rule is if you, it is not safe to put a volume, a right, traditional volume fan on her, then you wouldn't put a uh, a pre-made fan on. It's just this, the only thing different is it's already been made ahead of time. Right. There's nothing, you know, intrinsically lethal about that. Mm-hmm. So if you have the volume training and you know, you can tell, you can discern if that follicle can can... Handle it. Handle but I think it. what people are afraid of is not that so much. I think it's to say, you know what? A volume trained person will be able to discern that. I think what they're scared of is the non-volume trained. Like, they think people are going to skip the line. Like, they're like, you didn't do your duty. You didn't go to volume training school. You didn't pay as much $1,800 like I did. You didn't suffer and go through all the pain and agony making that fan, that artwork that I now make that I literally every night for four hours a night between 8 and 12, I worked on fans for a year and perfected it. And now someone can just come down the street and go, oh, here's my fan. Boom, pop it on. That's... That's I the think, way the world works. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, uh, sorry. Like, that's just what's happening. That's where the industry is going. It's improving on itself. The pre-made fans that came out five years ago were horrendous. Now they're not. Now they look really almost good. exactly like your handmade fan that you made at home. Mm-hmm. And... Well, yeah. let's liken this to somebody who has studied really, really hard for a test. I mean, they're reviewing their notes every day in class. At night, they're making cue cards. They are going online uh, to secondary sources and, and finding YouTube videos to understand the topic, to thoroughly own it. And then somebody comes and takes a Cliff Notes thing or just copies and pastes and, and kind of hacks uh, their paper together. If you compare those two students together, which one has really... Uh, one, the one who owns it themselves. So you're not a loser by practicing absorbing. You're only increasing your own skills. Don't worry about what other people are doing. That Even if you think they're cutting ahead of the line and doing something that's not right, if you are investing in your education and, and mastering your craft, that's only going to benefit you. Yeah, it's yeah. always going to be valuable. It's, your toolkit is just a little bit more padded. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You just got more in there to play with. Yeah, you also have a, a leg up on everybody else who doesn't have that uh, ability to, to know how the fibers work. So if you've never taken a volume training class, you're going to have a harder time pulling off those pre-made fans from the from the little palette itself, because that's a, a, that's an art in itself. But you, mm-hmm. if you already know how to do that, you're going to have an easier time on on doing that. Well, let's talk. Let's go back to um, talking about the uh, anatomy of the hair, right, and the differences with the hair. One of the concepts I kind of introduced right now was the density. I actually have an acronym for it. It's called Lash Triple D, right? <laughs> and tell me more. Uh, well, it, I talk about this in my training, but I'll just kind of give a, a very cursory explanation of it. L, it's an acronym. The L stands for length. There's a difference between the length. A person's own lashes can be long or they can be short. A stands for angle. That that explains the angle that it grows out of the skin. At. You know, some, some people's lashes are very acute, meaning they're standing up. Like, think about a Caucasian gal whose lashes are in the up position. And then contrast that with, like, an Asian gal or sometimes Hispanic where the lashes are pointing down. And kind of, you can't see the tips of the lashes over the lash line. You 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 see the the body of it, right? So that's hanging down. S stands for shape. Some some people's lashes are straight, and some people's are curled. Mm-hmm. Uh, H stands for habit. That's the angle that they're coming out of the 
the skin. Sometimes they are straight and sometimes they're crisscrossed. If they're crisscrossed, it's harder for us to do the work because we have to make sure that they're separated as they cure. Yeah, right? isolating's harder. Mm-hmm. The first D stands for diameter. Sometimes the diameter is very fine, sometimes it's thicker. Right? Some people can handle a 0.25, mm-hmm. right? It's rare, but it can happen. The second D is density, how thick they are. Some people are just blessed with tons of hair that almost looks like a beaver pelt, right? <laughs> and it takes a really long time to lash every single one. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that is just so few and far between. And then there's the durability. That's the third D. The durability, sometimes they're so strong you could just tug on them and it would be like pulling out a a hair on the top of your head and then others it's just like dust like blowing on that dandelion they just come right out right that is the most challenging client because she definitely craves something that she doesn't have which is definition and but she can't handle that much Mm -hmm. that kind of gal does so well she's so ideal for the pre-made fans she doesn't even do well with a classic lash even a point a point one zero uh, flat lash, she can ha- handle that. But usually you give her that and she's like, ah, eh, I can't see anything. And mm-hmm. they want more. Give me more. Give me more. And you're like, girl, if I give you any more, you're going to be bald rat when you come back <laughs> in, right? But for her, you can even put two fans side by side on her lashes. They are so light. They have a very preservative effect. Very, very effulgent look. It's wonderful. The only downside with those fans on, on her is that, okay, typically she's an Asian client. The Asian client, the lashes go straight down because the angle is very obtuse, or meaning downward pointing. What I found with the lashes, the pre-made lashes that I've been using, is that they tend to straighten with wear, with washing. They don't, they don't curl, hold a curl, right? right? So while the client maintains a very full, thick lash line, you don't see the tips when they're coming up. They're not in that up position that they like. So that's something. But you can explain it to them. You can say, listen, I can give you this look. It's going to be very full, but you're not going to see much of a curl. What's what's more important mm-hmm. to you? I can give you this one look once, one look every three months with the curl, but you're not going to, you're going to not have much left. Yeah, I think like what we're saying is understanding the behaviors and attributes of the natural lash is integral for any kind of lashing: classic volume, pro-made volume, pre-made volume, and. No, with all these concerns that people have, it's almost like, well, you should be concerned. These concerns apply across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we can't go, we, you would have to literally go into every lash artist studio, every room and say whether they're damaging lashes or not because of the standards you're trying to hold them to for these pre-made fans. Yeah. 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 I, I just like to free everybody up. Maybe this is super controversial and I'll get a lot of hate from it, but that's okay. I'm willing to... Uh, actually, it's the hill I'm willing to die on. Mm-hmm. I think people put a lot of more pressure and stress on themselves than they need to. People's lashes are a lot more durable than you think. They're like a newborn baby. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, yeah, think, people think a newborn baby yeah. is like you can't break it, but you can really... They bounce. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'll... Next time you bring your baby over, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, babies are sturdy, you know? They are. But La- they're also fragile. Yes, it, it, it's true. Uh, my That's kids weren't. That's just like our lashes, our mm-hmm. natural lashes. Yes. Yeah. It, the biggest thing is that durability. How strong is that root? But anyway, a lot of times people are like, oh, if it's really fine, it can't handle anything. Not true. It may look fine, but it can be really strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So. And I think that's where like people are really concerned. If you don't have volume training, you're not going to understand the math behind that's the volume. That's totally fan. it. People want yeah. you to be able to break down all the numbers in your head, which, you know, no offense, beauty professionals. Most of us got into this because we didn't like math, right? Yeah. So ding, 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 <laughs> me. That was me. Yeah, that's a lot of us, right? I don't like math. Oh, beauty sounds great. I think it's important to know, but you you really don't need it's it's almost like a visual test. You take your tweezers, you 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 give a little tug on that hair. Is it strong in there? Fine. It can handle it. I mean, right. and, and you also have to use your deductive reasoning to look. Does, do, are all her lashes that length? Right. Or does she have some, you know, predominantly, like at least 41% of them are in a long telogen state. That means that, that, that they're behaving normally. Mm-hmm. So just because it looks fine, don't, don't be fooled by that, right? That, that's it. That's, that's it. You don't really have to do all this computation in your head. Which like okay, send sorry me the hate mail. I know. Yeah, but let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Maybe an explode. Uh, open Maybe that, a new can of yeah, worms. Push yeah. some buttons. But it's good because people really do think that this is like the most important thing. But it's it's really just that you understand natural lashes. Mm-hmm. That's more important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think one of the other things that people have said that they, or they complained about is that you can't really customize the lashes the same way that you can with a or when you make it right there on the spot. I am a pro made, but when you just make your own fans, you're able to look at the person's eyes and go, okay, I, I need to make a lash that goes this way, or I need to make one that fan that goes this way. Pre-mades are all obviously pre-made, so there's no actually customization. Why not though? Like what? Like well, that's why I hear. I I don't know. I don't no, do lashes. You tell me. I want. I'm asking these people. Yeah. who are saying this. Why? Why okay. can't you customize it? Well, he, well, because they say you can actually make. I think the fan. So it matches you what that lash needs. You can make four or maybe five. Here's my question. If you're really honestly doing customization, the evidence would be that you would have at least two different strips of volume lashes that you're working with in terms of diameter mm-hmm. and length. You could have, I mean, they could be different variables. Strips mean like size, like diameter, like you have a 0.03 and maybe 0.05 and you're mixing these different right. types of... Lashes and yeah, curls. Yeah, so are you changing the di- diameter? Are they all the same diameter, right? Or or are you doing like a, an American volume where they're different lengths instead of just diameters? I mean, if you're only using one strip, that's not much customization. The only customization or variable you're adding is like, how like many you could be picking up at one time. Like Russian. Right. You see, no, Russian is very, you know, that thick caterpillar look, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's just the perfect line. It's a perfect line. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Some people love that look and they go for that and that's no, there's no variation. That's just... Right? I know. I think when I think of volume, I think it's like the least customizable thing because usually when people post their work of a volume set, it's all exactly what you're saying. 0. 0.065D. Mm-hmm. How is that customized? Yeah. I don't I think understand. Customization is how you make the fan itself. Like sometimes you'll make the fan spread apart more. And oh, like a pointy little, base yeah, or a bundled base. Yeah, or, exactly. You I think can do you that. can do that. You can, you can do that. You get a little bit more flexibility while everything. The pre-made's all, it's all the it, same. Well, it is true. Pre-made's, the bases are all going to be the same. Can you wrap with a pre-made? I don't think so. You cannot wrap with a pre-made. However, if you use more than one, it does have the same wrapping effect. It's like effect a Velcro effect. Because you're putting it on and then you're putting on another one so that glue will close. I actually, you do get better retention if you do use more than one. You can use three. You can use four. It's possible. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I was thinking that earlier, and I'll just bring this back to another point, because I know that people saying it's not fair 
that people didn't do volume training or now can be able to do volume. And that's just not fair. And, and it's kind of, I was thinking of this like as a business owner, how it's easy for us when we had our salon. And sometimes it's easy for us to think, well, it's not fair. These gals now can just start their own business without any, any coaching, any training, any mentorship. They gal lot beauty school. They take a weekend course in lashes and they open up their lash business. That doesn't seem fair. Or, like they didn't or, pay their dues, right? Or how about people who don't play by the rules? Like they take cash under the table or they... Or they um, don't get a license. They yeah. literally never went and got a license. They just start doing it out of their home. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that they're then they're not a threat to you. Like yeah. if you have, if you're like triple volume certified and have been doing it for five years, like you're always going to have a leg up, have a leg up. to the person Absolutely. who just started with pre-mates. Yeah. It's like not, it's just having that confidence in knowing how skilled you are and the type of lash artist that you are, that it, it's really not a threat. Mm-hmm. There's just another idea in our industry that we, I, I, you see it with pricing. Like we all need to make sure we don't charge less than this. Like there needs to be this concerted effort for everyone to be the same. Like no. we all have the same charging we all we do similar lashes we do similar things because it, it's safe and we, it's proven and it's and no one's going to get damaged lashes and no one's going to charge too little and we'll all make good money but the truth is we're all on a different journey Tustin, you've been doing lashes for almost 15 years yeah i mean sorry but someone doing lashes for a year has nothing on you they just mm-hmm. aren't there yet they may be the most talented lash artist ever, and maybe they'll only they'll take them six years to get where it took you ten years. But at one year, they're still in that baby stage; they're still learning, and and it's just it's okay. We're all on different journeys. There's no yeah. shame. I think one of the things that we really have to remember and tell ourselves the truth every time we feel insecure is that number one, the pie is big enough. Yeah. There are enough eyes and customers for all of us. We all can have different niches, and it. You, you need to coach yourself off the ledge because it's very common for us all to feel insecure when we go on Instagram or somebody opens up down the block or you know anything like that. But you have to remember there's enough for all of us, yeah. and we can all have our specialties. Yeah, and it's like when you know people say in our industry community over competition. Mm-hmm. To me, what that really means, community in relation to the lash community, means supporting and nurturing. An individual strengths, not replicate, not replicating our strengths in that person. Yeah, yeah. And that's so great. To, to have real community, it's pulling out the gold that is only in that individual mm-hmm. and bringing it to the surface. Yeah, right. That's what true community in the lash artist world. That's what it means to me, at mm-hmm. least. It doesn't mean like, hey, I link arms with you and I support you. Yeah, that, that is the surface level of what it means. But it really means taking out what they excel in mm-hmm. and spotlighting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to not, you don't have to feel bad about yourself if you're doing, if people are doing something different than you mm-hmm. or if other people, if you're afraid that other people are going to get farther than you. That's a fear that we all have, but it's not really grounded in anything that can be productive in your life. Mm-hmm. We really yeah. can't change. We, there's a lot of things that we don't have control over, but what we do have control over is what we can choose to think about, what we choose to feed, feed our minds. Yeah. And how we choose to react. Right. Yeah. People doing things that you don't like, unless they're murdering or killing people or doing something horrible, 
It's, it's just like, live and let live when it comes to lashes. I wish there was a little bit more of that in our industry. Yeah. Let people experiment. Otherwise, new ideas wouldn't pop up. I mean, the gal who's, I forget her name is right now. I feel bad. I should be able to give her a shout out. But it's really popularized the strip lash look. And she's done... Glitz, Glitz Lash Studio. Yeah, yeah. Really great work and really interesting. And it meets a certain client's exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. And so, and she's now training and teaching people. Now, if she were to have to follow the rules like everyone else, as soon as she started thinking about it, people like, nope, can't do that. Can't do that. You're not allowed to... That's it's a, not the perfect line. It's not the perfect mm-hmm. line. Different look. Uh, we're not really here to do that, girl. Uh, you know, so I think we really need to get over that and let people experiment. Let them try new things so we can get new ideas. Otherwise, five years from now, we'll still be doing classic yeah, I mean, this <laughs> Only. is like, what about diversity in the lash world, right? I mean, diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, diversity of aesthetic, you know, it's, yeah. this is art. Yeah. It's not a moral issue. Yeah, yeah this exactly. is art. <laughs> right? I think people get so hung up on what people are doing wrong, but at the end of the day, and I think we've even said it already in this podcast, there's people out there are always going to be doing something. There's always going to be those people yeah. out there. Yeah, there always will be. Yeah. And I think that it's noble. I mean, if you came at this thinking, oh, this is bad, this is bad for our industry, I mean, I, it's good for us to be concerned about it, but yeah. I don't think we need to be afraid of this. I right. don't think so. And I think five years from now, we will see that most people are going to be doing pre-mades. I just think that's going to be... Yeah, because also the pre-mades are just going to keep getting better. Yeah, they'll get better and people will get faster Mm -hmm. and when people realize, wow, I can still charge the same price and do lashes like half hour quicker, I I gave myself a raise. I just gave myself a raise. I used to charge $100 for a fill for, you know, two hours or hour and a half. Now I can do it in an hour and I still charge $100. By the way, if that happens, guys, still keep charging the same amount. Yeah. Don't, don't lower your price. Don't lower your prices. Mm-hmm. No, no. Don't go, well, I did an hour, so now I'm only 80 mm-hmm. bucks an hour. Yep. No, no, no. That's not the way it goes. Because, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what people are going to do with this. It's yeah. fun to play. Allow yourself the freedom to play. Yep. Be creative. Try new things. Some things will work. Some won't. Like brow extensions. Guess what, guys? Did not work. Fail. Fail. Big fail. No brown extensions. But maybe but somebody can improve it. You know, yeah. it doesn't always have to be that way. Yeah, maybe the first incarnation was not the right one, and someone will come back and brown lashes will be all the rage. But for now, brown lashes are living, they're in the grave. So, and other things have popped up since, and people love them better. So that's okay. It's all right. We need to try new things and experiment. So thank you guys so much for this little talk. We probably had a few more things to hit on it, but I think we did enough on to say we we probably change everyone's minds <laughs> the world has been saved pre-mades can now exist well if you disagree if you have any comments send us a video or not a video um, yeah, an, uh, send us an audio feedback feedback we'll, and we'll put it on the discuss show discuss it love to yeah you can say we have one person who did it recently for when we talked about uh, gosh I forget what topic one of our recent topics <laughs> <laughs> and she said hey I actually have a, a question about that so yeah shoot a question as you guys know we'd love to get your voices get you on our show and I appreciate it so thank you so much guys up the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my lash experts of Tusty and Erica, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing and remember you have a friend in the lash industry.